Yeah, That's why I usually go to Miranda Bad so early in the morning because I'm too tight to pay the parking. <laughs> Rather get up early than pay parking. Basically, which is <laughs> ridiculous. You're listening to Attack the Pod, a podcast with news, views, and how-tos inspired by Amsterdam's biggest, biggest best, best, and most international triathlon and cycling club with your hosts, Neil and Matt. Attack the pod number eight. Here we are, a new year, number eight already. Technically, the last one was New Year. We just recorded it before. Oh, new that's year. true. Yeah, this is the first time we've been doing it. It's it feels like it's been a while, though, yeah. this time around. So, we're the second one of this year, then. This is February's podcast. We're recording this just at the end of January. Well, a lot has changed. Even <laughs> although nothing has changed, a lot has changed. Well, let's talk about what we're going to talk about in the podcast today. So, this is all about testing which I think is relevant for this time of the of the year yep. or for this time of people's training plans. Quite what we're training for at the moment, nobody really knows. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about testing and I'm going to give my experience. I'd, I recently done a test, which was horrific, but we'll talk more <laughs> about that. We'll cover some, some news and, and some reviews uh, that's going on in what is, seems to be a very small triathlon uh, world at the moment. Yeah. Then we'll talk more about testing and then and then that'll be us. We don't have a guest with us because we thought we had enough to say without uh, having anyone else come on with us. And also we're technically not allowed another person in the room. <laughs> which is exactly <laughs> which actually is exactly why we've done it. So on that note, we'll get started. First thing, so I, I said at the beginning that nothing has changed while well, everything has changed, and I think uh, what has changed. Uh, we're now in, in a state of complete lockdown where there's a curfew at 9pm and, and I can tell you, if you try and test that, you will. You've been, you've been... I got done. You got done. I, know, I never got the fine. I never got the fine, but I was it was nothing but sheer defiance. I was like, I'm going to test <laughs> On this. day one. Though. Day one. Day, hour, hour one. Maybe you know, it was about 10, 10pm 10 or something. They stopped me right outside my house in the car. So um, they're serious about this, this shit. If you've got a dog, it's okay, but I never had the dog with me. But I know the poor dog was out after 9pm every night now. <laughs> and I'm not joking. So, and also, as you mentioned, we're not allowed more than one visitor, right? Which Officially why, one visitor, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. why we've, we've got no guests this, uh, this podcast. So how's it been for you? Like the cabin fever is is very high at the moment. I feel like everyone's in the same boat, right? The, yeah. the lockdown, sort of the first time round, sun was shining. It wasn't so bad. <laughs> everyone was like, true, guys, yeah, it's yeah. kind of fun. You yeah, know, yeah. everyone took up a new hobby, but then the weather's so bad now. Yeah, it's horrible. And then as but, it gets more and more and like deeper into winter, I think it- it's But I think worse. that's okay. Like I was saying this to Magda, yeah. quite interesting. If you had a curfew at 9 p.m. and it was the middle of summer. That would be horrible, yeah. Yeah, how yeah. do you think that would be? I think there'd be a lot more people- um, True. Like not abide, and I don't mean all the people rioting. You know that yeah. that's just a pain in the ass. That, but I think it would be difficult, more difficult for people to comprehend, me included. Yeah, maybe that's why they're doing it now. Get it out of the way. Yeah, you know, maybe. While, uh... Yeah. Interestingly, and now we're getting political here. I saw that uh, Ruta's popularity has not decreased since this. People are still supportive. I'm surprised, but I think I've just got a personal sort of thing against it. But I do understand the importance of it. But anyway, um, so and how are you surviving? I'm. Well, well, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, the best I mean, you can say anymore. I think I'm similar to you and I, I've not been shy about saying it in the past. It's too, it's just, it, it's very frustrating. I'm yeah. sort of cabin feverish and it's not like I'm even out every night, but suddenly I want to be out every night, you know, yeah. with the curfew. I want to travel. 
both it's better for work but also just to see friends and to do events like everyone else so I have all these frustrations it is really getting to me but at the same time I do understand the importance of yeah. it even though I'll make a joke about it I do understand why they're doing it doesn't take make it any less frustrating so the fact there isn't that uh like deadline right because you can't make yeah. plans now yeah. so it, it yeah. I think if you were like look this is how it is yeah. till the end of March yeah. and then it's back to normal everyone everyone's got that like last push in them and everyone can kind of carry on but the fact that there is no I said this inside. to Magda yesterday, yeah. like, she's like, why does it bother you so much? And I was like, because there is no end. That was the exact words I used. I can't see where it ends. But, you know, I'm, I think I'm saying how everyone else feels, but it, it's it's really frustrating. But more more relevantly, how I was sort of interested, there was a piece on on GCN, on, and I, I didn't watch the full thing. I sort of scanned through it, but they were saying kind of how uh, the first lockdown everyone went training crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, like everyone was like doubled their training volume. Everyone's the fittest they'd ever been. No racing to get in the way. Whereas now we've got to the point where we're just like, oh, fuck it. I'm never going to race again anyway. Where's the beer and chocolate? Like, Actually, no, I, I've been quite the opposite, but I'm, I'm on a bit of a trying to lose weight. So I've been quite disciplined. I did let it go over Christmas. But actually yeah. for me, I've I probably tightened it. The first lockdown, I was a lot worse. Okay. Like, yeah, neglecting myself. And we spoke about that, I think, yeah. in earlier podcasts. I've been a lot better. But I, I, I can see it at other members of the family at home. <laughs> just like, fuck it. You know, whenever I'm allowed out again, I'll consider going on a diet. So, um, <laughs> no, it's, I think everyone just goes in different ways, but yeah. it's getting a bit much. But anyway, such is life. So some shout outs. We should thank everyone who joined the live pod. There was yep. about 25, 30 of us. And to the other 25 that signed up and didn't turn up, you're now banned. Yeah. Yeah. Bad you're de- for you. You're dead to us. You're dead to us. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, it was good fun. We had a lot of laughs, got a bit drunk, and um, I forgot to hit the record button on the computer. So, we do have so we do have a recording somewhere, but um, it's not very well edited. Uh, so, we, we, haven't, we haven't put it out there. But I think it was more about being together live. Yeah, I don't know if it'd make quite as much sense if you weren't. Yeah, you weren't did, yeah. there. It might just uh, we were, so, <laughs> the like, uttering or the ramblings of a, a couple of drunken people. <laughs> and there was some some highlights. I think Paula redeemed herself with the um, transition. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah a live, live transition. Yeah, yeah. So no more mention of Paula's bad transition. Yeah. And um, Seb done a Scottish quiz, which he'd done okay on, mm. but he, he needed a bit of prompting after. Yeah. But it was good fun. I never received any feedback uh, this. Well, we get we do get some good feedback. People always say it's good good to listen to the podcast yeah. and stuff, so we appreciate that. We've not had... Um, Charlie hasn't been in touch again, so I think the no. audio, audio must have been pretty good. Of, the uh, quality's January. improved, I think. Yeah, we, yeah. We, paid, we paid someone, Charlie, um, so we've used all the budget for the attack socials now. Not yeah. that we'll need it on the, the editing for the last podcast, just to keep you happy. Happy We've Charlie's got the direct account. direct debit with Charlie's account, right? It's all, uh... <laughs> I'm just kidding. We, we, we haven't spent any money, don't worry. Um, rants. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got a new one. The, I mean, this, this I, is I controversial. I, but I, I don't think so. I, 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 this no? irritates the life out of me. I was even talking about this to a friend recently. <laughs> Let us hear it. It's men that run whilst wearing shorts over tights. I hate it. It irritates me. What is it about? Well, I was hoping you would tell me. I've asked. I don't get it. My friend, we should have phoned him. So I asked him about this a few weeks ago. Is he a tight short wearer? No, 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 no. no, no, no. He wears like... He's not an insider. Like he's, he's, not, he's not one of them. No, well, yeah, yeah, he is. No, so he puts the shorts on top of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I saw the photograph and yeah. I was like, "What the fuck is that all?" Oh, about? you a superhero! But he gave me a reason for it, and I can't remember what it was. Now. 
So the the reason I've heard is that people are self, uh, like, uh, feel a little bit self-aware running just in a pair of tights. Yeah, and I have seen friends who aren't, you know, people that aren't, I'm going to call this seasoned athletes here, yeah, but you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I have seen people do that and I get it, but you know, he gave me, he gave me a reason for it. I think it was to, I might be wrong and I'll confirm this, but Kenny, if you're listening, you can let us know. But it was about, I think, chafing and think, you know, certain shorts rubbed a different way. It, it was a, it was a bullshit. Surely there's more chafing opportunities with an extra layer going on. You would think, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it kind of bugs me. And if also, anyone listening <laughs> is, uh, wears tights under their shorts, you're not one of our listeners. <laughs> Firstly, sort yourself out. <laughs> and then also let us know why you would do such a thing. What's the rationale behind it? So here's a question for you then, Matt. If someone says, if someone does this, right, they wear tights, put shorts over the top of it, go a run, they hear you and they're like, do you know what? He's right. I'm not doing this. I'm wearing a tricep. <laughs> what happens then? I'd, I'd like to see someone with tights under the tri suit. It's <laughs> like the well, ultimate. That would be quite funny. We should we should set you up for a, a bet that you have to do that. I tell you something that uh, well, I've talked about the curfew. That's one of my rants. I understand why we've got it. I just don't like it. We should mention the Miranda bad booking system, and I think I was the guilty one here. It was me that first. I think I was one of the first to actually moan about the waiting system where a whole load of screen captures as it was counting down on the WhatsApp <laughs> group. I'm guilty and I'm sorry for that. But we've all had difficulty um, uh, booking. And, it's uh, the hottest ticket in town. It is. Well, yeah, I've got well, a funny story. Been. I had a back, uh, a little backdoor entry into getting an additional ticket, but they closed that loophole within a week. And, and that was you, you buy your ticket, you pay with ideal, and then you click back and back and then you hold it and go back again and I was able to buy another ticket so uh, beat the system of no use to me whatsoever <laughs> double swim days yeah if I wanted a double <laughs> swim session I was sorted but arguably you could just stay in the pool I don't think they would even notice so but it's uh, to be I, I talk about this with uh, Brian one of the other members who we've had in the show a couple of episodes ago it's frustrating it's annoying but I don't know that there's a better way to do it other yeah. than a lottery which is no use for anyone because yeah. then you can't plan so I, I don't think there's a fairer way to do it and good on them as much as I hate say it for putting something in place yeah keeping it open the oh, that in itself yeah, yeah, yeah. In itself. oh yeah and also having the system yeah, I, yeah. i'm sure that uh you know the amsterdam amsterdam never expected to have hundreds of people waiting to attend a swimming no, pool no. so and, and day after day so uh i think they're doing the best they can and i was also just because this is just the way my mind works. I was trying to work out how much money it's making them. <laughs> when I was doing my laps this morning yeah. at 8 a.m., I reckon it's about 65,000 euros a month if it's fully booked. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, I based that on a bit. Is it 45 a session? It's not cheap to heat that pool, though. No, no. Well, I think it's kind of like underfloor heating in a way that once you start, it sort of carries Maintains the momentum. Itself. Which is still not cheap, don't yeah, get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. I, they won't be making profit off of it per se because it's a, a, yeah. a council facility, but... You know, it'd be good to have that in the bank account. Hmm. I think um, uh, they're going to use it to subsidise the rest of the economy. <laughs> they should be giving it to the pubs and clubs. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure they stay open. I got hit by some uh, paddles in the pool today. Um, some very, very pleasant lady um, had the paddles on and she whacked me with them in the pool and then turned around and I was just waiting for the apology, looked at me and then swam off. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm standing here at the end of the, the lane in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just whacked me with the, uh, with the, with the paddles. There, there is, that, I mean, let's not get down that rabbit hole, but there is a swim etiquette kind of uh, what a lack of yeah exactly sort of question to be brought up here and I think that it's sort of exasperated by 
the sort of the three or four lane system yeah, of everyone yeah, being in there and overtaking and and well, all that. It's so sort of self. I hate it. It's frustrating at times, and you know I'm I'm probably guilty of getting in the way, but it sort of self regulates. It sort of self polices uh, itself. You know. It, yeah, yeah. She was. Uh, she wasn't happy that I was there when she swung her arm out to hit me with her paddles. She was standing still. She was talking to her friend and she was just kind of using her hands and then hit me and then turned around to see what she had. And yeah. I get a little exasperated with people doing breaststroke or kick in the fast lane. Or, or even in the front crawl lane because yeah, there's two lanes, on, isn't no. there? Yeah, 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 that does annoy me though. Yeah. Or this stupid thing where oh. they do they do backstroke with both arms. I don't even know what that stroke is. Like a double arm backstroke. Yeah, what is it? Is that even a stroke? We uh, so it's got different names everywhere, but in 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 the UK we used to call it old English back old English backstroke. Is that because it's old people doing it, or is it actually because it's? Like I think it used to be a thing, but I, oh, I use it as a cool down. Yeah, but I think you'd get away with it when you're about 85 and you're going about, you know, yeah. very, very slow. And they Some of the oldies the there as well. I can't tell if they're drowning or they're doing the stroke. Like, it's, <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell the difference sometimes. Anyway, right, enough of the rants because uh, I'm feeling very negative here. And, <laughs> we could just do a rant show. We could, we could probably get someone on for that. Maybe we could help us. I don't know. Right, um, let's come on to the, the Try News, and I think we couldn't do Try News without your awesome jingle. This is the news of triathlon stuff. It's hard to imagine that's not professionally produced. Yeah, I know someone, it? you know, and people have commented that it doesn't feel... Uh, no, I'm only kidding. The thing is, though, I'm disappointed no one else has sent one in, because uh, yeah. we asked them if you've got a better yeah. one, send it in. But I think that is testament to that they can't better it. They know it's quality. Yeah. They know yeah. quality when they see it. It's like, it's like they've heard a Beatles song and they're like, how, <laughs> how can I improve on that? There's no point. There is no improving. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, here we are with the try news. We don't have much, but <laughs> it's really thin pickings. But we do Slim have a jingle. <laughs> Upcoming races. Do we know of any that at the moment are still scheduled to take place? And I maybe we start here by talking about how much can we even trust that? Everything till March has been called off okay. officially. Whatever the site is and, and all the, the, the lap timing people, yep. they're not selling uh, entries to anything before the end of March. So beginning of April is going to be potentially yep. uh, the biggest or, or the first day. Now, there was an announcement today, did you see this, that any races, I think it's after June, the government's agreed to step in if uh, they don't take place and we'll make sure everybody gets 100% refund on, on entries. So I guess oh, really? this That's is... interesting. That's yeah, I guess news. this is their way of kind of safeguarding some of these companies or trying to help it sounds some like of these events companies. already have been a casualty in uh, Try Amsterdam. I don't remember the name of the, well, the organisation. They've also got a couple of by... new races that they've announced. So I'm not sure what's going on there. There's but, something going on, but yeah. yeah. I mean, so if I understand correctly, because a couple of people very kindly gave us give me some intel on this on the group when I asked. They've dished out some what firstly, what's the name of the organization? I'm Try Hard. It's Try Hard, right? Yeah. So they they divvied them up. They sort yeah. of gave some away, kept the core ones. So I think they kept the boss ban or is it the Yeah uh, and they've kept and uh, Alderkirk, yeah. I think. And I was kind of wondering is it is the person, the people that they've given them away to, which is the Dutch uh, well, it's called the Dutch Triathlon Series, yeah. but essentially it's a, it's another race organiser out of yeah, Almira. And, and I was wondering if it's a sort of lifeline, like if they sold it or something. I, it, I, that's what I kind of thought it was to keep yeah. those races alive. But yeah. then one of the races they gave, which was the uh, Down Triathlon in Amsterdam, uh, in Almira, sorry, they've just 
just repackaged that and then sent it back to Tryhard. So they've they've given it a new name. Now it's a Tryhard race again. So Tryhard announced that and a, another race in in Hausa. There's a couple of races now. So there does seem to be. I don't know whether there was a sort of separation of of sort of politically internally. Mm. You know, different people who were involved have gone different directions, or they just you know it was just what what was best for each of them to yeah. take these races or to take on these races, but, um, Guess yeah, we'll, some tuning and throwing we'll there, but I mean, what it means is there are some more races potentially, especially as you get to kind of June, July, there's a, a bunch more sprints and all these, which is good because that seems to be the more likely scenario that, that you know, for racing, whatever format it might take. And I think anything before sort of April, May, you're taking a chance, but, yeah. but uh, given that some of these races are especially short stuff, maybe 40 euros, 45 euros yeah. Yeah, for, to my mind, it's maybe worth a punt. Yeah. I'm just going to take a punt. And if I get something back, great. Yeah. If not, you don't, but just worth looking at. Cause I, I started planning a few of my races today and, and booking those races and, and they are actually, you know, the, despite the uncertainty, there's still obviously an appetite. So, so they are selling pretty well. Yeah. So I just say that don't wait round to June thinking you can jump in a race yeah. in June or July. What um, did you go for? Uh, These are local ones in the country. Yeah, so I've got sort of the bigger races were already planned because they were deferred from last year. So yeah. I didn't have a choice about those. Yeah. And then just a couple of local, uh, sprints and Olympics just to, you know, just some, just some sea races to, to sort of get the legs working and, uh, practice going fast. So I, I can't remember which ones I've gone for, but yeah, I just went through and seen which ones fit the agenda and, and jumped in there. But I did notice that they're, they're starting to get, they're not down to the last couple of entries, but they're also probably two thirds of the way full. So again, don't wait around till April and May and thinking you can kind of wait till then and see how it's going. Yeah. I think if you do intend to race, you're just gonna have to take the chance and and the government is going to refund you if it's Anything, after July. I think it's after June or July, yeah. That's yeah, really yeah. good. Probably all the money they're making off the uh, curfew fines. Miranda bad. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda bad and the curfew yeah, fines. Yeah, yeah. Three and a half thousand fines were given out on the first night. So what's that? Is that 350-odd grand if it were 100 yeah. bucks each? Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Good for the treasury, which is probably <laughs> going to struggle soon. So more swimming pools are open. So we had a long chat about um, Miranda Bad, but what else has been? Yeah, happening? there are different options now. <laughs> Competition. Yeah, yeah swimming yeah. pool. Well, it's all going. It's all going into the Jamaica's back pocket anyway. So oh, that's true. But I think uh, Miranda Bad got so much. It was like the star of the news in the newspapers for 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 a week or two there. And with, even uh, still, because I think it came out today as well. I think there was really yeah another piece. It was in the Volkskrant. Uh, someone. Posted it, I think. Maybe I'm getting mixed up. Okay. So, uh, yeah, and obviously the uh, other Gemeintas have sort of got onto the onto the case and learnt their lessons. So I think the first couple locally, at least, uh, to open, we've got Norderpark back towards the south or, or more, you know, south of Amsterdam, Alphenanderijn. Yep. Apparently, I think there's six or eight pools across the country now. So whereas <laughs> you were getting people coming from like Groningen and stuff to, yeah, to, yeah. to come and swim in uh, Mirandabad, which hasn't happened for a few decades, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now there are more options. So, uh, yeah, it takes us until our next part, right? So we have uh, we have one of our members went to Norder Park Bad, uh, Yeva, and uh, we're gonna we're going to hear her her report. Hello, attackers! It's your fellow attacker Yeva, and today I wanted to share some tips and tricks about swimming in Norder Park Bad. First of all, my reservation is mandatory. You can't just rock up and smile and hope you get in. And um, you need to get a place. You go to Norder Park Bad website and reserve there. There seems to be much more availability than going to Miranda Barn. Um, they release the tickets daily for the next week. I actually managed to book two tickets for this week. 
which is great. So another Barbar pulls obviously north. I take a bicycle there. So you do need to take a ferry to make sure you have a mask. You just basically follow the water on your right hand side. And once you leave the parkish area, you turn left and left and you're there. It is best if you arrive by the cafe entry. Unfortunately, the cafe is closed as I was very much looking forward to some coffee and cake. I mean, I could have taken tea. There was no tea, no coffee and no cake. And then you get in for the gate. They scan your ticket. The improvement is that there is a more stable tent in which you can change. Of course, then you miss out on all the nakedness. So, you know, it's your choice. And you can leave your bag and your stuff just by the building, which is great because it really protects from the rain. It is 25 meter pool, not 50. There were four lanes. I would say there were around four to five people per lane. When I went, you know, you could swim. Water is considerably colder than Miranda Bar. My garment said was 17 degrees maybe i hope so but really i would wear a wetsuit unless you're obviously hardcore and i would keep your session maybe to kind of shorter faster reps i had quite a good 100 meter swims today and then one of the other things i really felt and especially in the wetsuit is that there is no underwater waves which i sometimes feel in miranda burn so since the cafe is open and nobody yet brought the van with coffee and tea, I would bring thermos or otherwise cycle very fast your way home. I think overall, thumbs up. It's another pool in Amsterdam, which is open during pandemic. It's a great alternative to swim cords in the shower. I'm obviously missed all this uh, nakedness and kind of getting into the rhythm of 50 meters, having a good session. But I guess you can mix and match a bit of endurance with a bit of fast reps, I guess. Enjoy the swim. Hopefully I will see you in the uh, real world at some point. Bye. Very conclusive. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm picking a few things down. out there. Yeah. No nakedness. That's clear. So it's downside. That's the, well, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> when, <laughs> of some of the things that I've seen, I think I'd be okay with yeah, that. And yeah. also the other way around, they don't have to see me. <laughs> it's funny how, how sort of, how we're getting the swim pool wars. If you, we're trying to attract people with cups of tea and hot chocolate and yeah. stuff. So it's uh, interesting. Now you went there, didn't you? Yeah, I've swam there. It's, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> and you had the wetsuit on? I had the wetsuit on. So I've, I've been swimming Miranda Bar with the wetsuit. Oh, like full confession. I find it kind of just on the edge where I'm uncomfortable swimming without a wetsuit, but I can do it. But then I, I spend the whole time wishing it was... I, I was looking forward to getting out. So I figured I'd <laughs> just like go that, with the wetsuit. <laughs> just a, a bit of longevity sort of in the pool. But I would say... You know, like when you jump into Miranda, but it's fine. You know, you you're under the waves. It's it's good when you're swimming. When you jump in at, at Norda Park, bad. There's that that initial kind of shock. I'd liken it to maybe sort of like a spring or autumn outdoor swim yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Once you get into it and you've got the wetsuit on, I found it fine. Within ten minutes, I was good. I noticed that by sort of twenty minutes in, probably everyone that wasn't wearing a wetsuit had gotten out. Yeah. Okay. So I I think it is really on the edge there. What it is might, the official temperature? Oh, 17 I don't know. Did the, uh, well, we'll that's what Yeva said. Yeah. But um, it might be warming up over time. I don't know. That's the sort of negative. What I did, like, it was a bit quieter. It's a much more modern pool. I felt like I got a better session in all, mm -hmm. all told there swimming. So I prefer the 25 meter myself. Actually, yeah, but. also because of Miranda Bad not having, it's it's just a big wash. It's a bit of a lake. Does it there. have a shallow end, the Norder Park Bad? <laughs> like a proper shallow end? Because I'm really short. <laughs> <laughs> and even at the shallow end of Miranda Bad, I'm bobbing along, like trying to get there, trying to avoid the paddles. Yeah, but you don't want, you don't want, yeah, you don't want to have your arms out the pool because it's yeah, so cold. Kick cold. So, <laughs> yeah, so that that's good. So you, you the other things I booked to swim for next week to.
day and there was sw- swims for six days time so it's definitely yeah. a little bit less competitive than Mirandabad yeah. so I might have to book it yeah. because I, I had signed in 20 to 10 or something to get my Mirandabad ticket and as I always got distracted and then 10 past 10 I, it shows that I'm in I click the button and it says you've timed out so I yeah. think no, I think there's a bit more back to Norder Park but yeah there's a bit more oh, and, uh, an advantage of you because I drive to both yeah. an advantage there is it's free parking in Norder yeah, that's Park good. so there's uh, yeah, that's why worth. I usually go to Miranda bad so early in the morning because I'm too tight to pay the parking <laughs> rather get up early than pay parking basically which is ridiculous because <laughs> when I get up early I'm absolutely raging <laughs> anyway that's good and then we have another pool which a member's been visiting which is Alfin and Rain. let's hear what uh, Mehdi had to say about this hi Matt thanks to you and Neil for all the effort that you guys make to deliver outstanding podcasts for uh, all of us regarding the swimming experience in Alfin and it was actually quite a pleasant experience. So first of all, it's just a 20 minute door to door to Alphen and back. And I know Alphen and the Rhine from uh, cycling as it's part of my usual route in, uh, in the Hohenhardt uh, area or region. So quite, quite popular fits pass around uh, around Alphen. First of all, very pleased with the booking system. Managed to book a few slots and they started basically with three slots in the morning and three slots in the uh, in the evening. And as we speak, they just open up the rest of the hours and actually almost every day this week, they are still available slots from 10 to um, to to 3 p.m. It costs more the same as Miranda Bad, about six euros. And when I went on Sunday, I was pleased with the water temperature was heated, I think, up to 21 degrees and that it's a 25 meter pool. Now I was swimming in Miranda Bad, of course, that is a 50 meter pool. This is basically what I realized what I was slower on 50 meter pool. So when I jumped into a 25 meter pool, basically I got a bit faster, which was good for the motivation and for, for the brain. So I embraced that. It's a bit crowded. They allowed for 30 people. The other pleasant gesture that they do is at the end, when you leave, you get a cup of coffee or tea or hot chocolates for free. You use it also to warm your hands from uh, from the, the cold and, and then you pick up the car and, and, uh, and off you go. So yeah, very pleased. I'm waiting for the next slots for the upcoming week. And I think I can maintain my two to three sessions per week and uh, wait until the lockdown starts to ease a bit for all of us. Other than that, what I do also to try to mitigate the fact that I don't swim is that uh, one of uh, the coaches I know here in um, here in South Holland in Worshoten, Paul Van Brink, he basically uh, was kind enough to lend me his uh, his Vaza trainer. I'm training indoor in order to keep the uh, more the muscle memory and also fix some of the elements of of the technique. So that's helped me a little bit to limit the uh, the fitness loss in swimming. That's all from me. So thanks a lot again. So if you're wondering what uh, Mehdi was mentioning there with the, the Vasa trainer, uh, essentially a kind of, how do you describe it? Almost like a rowing machine, but, which is swim specific. So you lie horizontally, oh, have a set of paddles, so you're but you, your you're tummy. kind of pushing against that. You're generating a force against a, uh, like a flywheel almost as well. Have so you used them before? I haven't, no, no. They're really expensive. They're yeah. really, really, uh, yeah. I'd be curious to know how effective it is. I think for muscle activation, they're supposed to be really good. Um, What's that to the layman? Like to uh, learning sort of uh, some of the key positions and also building strength mm-hmm. through some of like the, uh, what would be a weaker thing. So you can, if you think about, you can slow your stroke down essentially and work at, at like strengthening parts, you know, in a way that you can't really do yeah. in the pool quite so easily or yeah. you can't do quite as isolated. But it's often used as an alternative or a, uh, like a supplement to swimming rather than 
do you need to do it in your swim shorts? It's optional. <laughs> if you like. I want to do it in a tricep. And <laughs> how much are you talking for one of them? A couple of thousand, I think. So imagine yeah. right now if you had, oh no, you can't. <laughs> I was going to say, well, if you had like a room, like a gym full of these, but you can't, you can't even go to a gym. <laughs> I was thinking you'd go to a, to a winner. Yeah. Yeah. They'd, oh gosh. Oh well. No, but that sounds quite good. Maybe we should ask him uh, for future, um, yeah. how Get effective him to, they are. Like, post a video, I think. Maybe. Or challenge to you, video on the attack group. Video on the Vasa. Video on the Vasa. Yeah. That's a vid. Okay, thanks, Mehdi. And you get a chocomile. I, I'm almost tempted, uh, if the rules allow, I should say, to, to go to that swim pool just for a jolly. Yeah. <laughs> just for a drive. <laughs> Sounds nice. Sounds lovely. Mm. Got a ticket. And they'll be like, oh, are you getting changed? Like, no, I'm just, <laughs> just, just having a sit in the chocolate milk. <laughs> That's the real reason I want to go. Right, you found an article about the Brownleys, uh, about Alistair Brownlee. Is that yeah, right? so I thought this was just interesting because there's no other sort of triathlon stuff to talk about at the moment. But I on think the back, it's always of, good when you hear about the Brownleys. Yeah, they're quite yeah, good. exactly. But on the back of the whole uh, breaking two, the two-hour marathon, this is the the Ironman equivalent. So two women, uh, Lucy Charles Barkley mm. and Nicola Spirich. And two men, one being Ali Brownlee and the other um, Blumenthal, the, the Norwegian athlete. And they are in 20. So next year, they are attempting to go sub for the women. The, the Ironman world record is 8.18, I think. And they're going to go attempt to go under eight hours. For the men, the men's Ironman world record is 7.35. And these two are going to attempt to go sub seven. Brownlee's one of them. And yeah. The and, uh, yeah. 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 But he's not uh, an Iron Man. He's done half distance. So I guess this is the idea of bringing the speed and seeing if they can build up to that. But the the like and this isn't virtual. They're going to do this out on the road. And this is going to be out on the road. This is a real triathlon. But the um, the it's going to be done in the very similar way to the breaking too. So they're going to be using tools and mm -hmm. and techniques which aren't legal in a normal Ironman race. So right. they're saying from a swim perspective, they'll obviously have pacemakers in the water and also they're going to be using extra buoyant neoprene in the wetsuits. The bike, the obvious one where there's a lot of speed is drafting. So having pacemakers there and being able to draft on the bike. So it's about seeing how humanly possible it is. How to, fast to it's humanly up. possible yeah. to get through an Ironman, I guess. But even so, I mean, that's Sub -seven, crazy, whoa. isn't it? Something to aim for, Matt. <laughs> Let's come on to testing or yeah. bike testing. Specifically, because you've been, yeah. I've, I've been doing a bit of that. You do a lot of it, and well, it's quite relevant. I think a lot of us are under trainers just now, and hopefully, you'll be doing run testing in the future yeah. anyway. So, why test? I think is yeah, is, uh, is yeah, yeah. I actually, think it's the important well, one to start with. Well, let me do it from my point of view because I asked you this question. We'll come on to some of the specialised testing that you do. But yeah. what do I get out of it? I'm not a pro, you know, so maybe you can work that into the answer. Yeah, why, sure. Why well, I think like from a broader perspective, like what? Why do you need to test on the bike at all? I guess there's three things here one's to know you're getting faster right if you test multiple times you can see progress that's important yep. and especially at a time when you're not racing very much how do we see progress the second part of that is essentially to learn at what intensities you should be training and that's the really key thing i think that's why most people are doing some form of testing on the bike and these intensities are so that you don't overdo it and so you don't underdo it so you yeah. get the most out of training basically. exactly and because yeah. you don't just go out and ride your bike and looking at things like intervals or long rides how hard should you be going to get yeah. them right and that and then, helps you get those thresholds and it helps uh, to improve yeah. ultimately you're going to get yeah. faster by doing that yeah and thirdly and, and then maybe this is slightly more advanced from that how hard you can go in a race 
because mm. if you know those limits, if you know where all those things lie and you've got a way to measure them, then you can you know, get closer to in the race. So that's sort of why. And then so there's various different types of testing you can do for the bike specifically. And What's the most common? Uh, most well, actually, I'll tell you what, we're going to come on to that. Yeah, okay. Um, um, but let, let's go in there. We do have a question. Well, you're talking about zones yeah. and, or intensities, thresholds. Uh, Jose had asked, how do you set up your zone two, for example? Because everyone has a different way of doing yeah. it. There was a bit of a chat on this in the in the attack WhatsApp group. Yeah. yeah how, how would you go about that? Again, it depends whether we're looking at kind of heart rate based so it's, you need to do some form of test is basically the, it, so what do you have you have heart rate and you have power right or heart rate power yeah uh something along the lines of the inside test or lab testing yep. which yep. is um using a combination of many things and lab um, tests have become a lot more accessible yep. now out with the lab shall we say so yep. you're getting the accuracy of a lab test but without going to a lab because i mean lab tests are also yep. more accessible than they've ever been yeah. Uh, themselves, but they obviously take not just now, mind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first they can't be done at all now. Yeah, <laughs> they do. You know, they tend to be more expensive if you want to get sort of uh, everything worked up. They're also quite time consuming. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but they they are something for people at the pointier end of the spectrum, and, yeah. and you'll get your zone set up for you by doing that. But then there's things like the inside test, which I now do, and that's something that you can do on your own, which is uh, obviously a benefit at this time because you don't need to interact, you don't need to go to a lab to do it. You just need a home trainer and power, and that'll help you dial in those things sort of much more accurately, much more specifically, actually to a lab standard. So zone two, how would you set it up, for example? Well, again, it depends if. We're what we're looking at and there was a lot of conversation on there about sort of different ways of of defining zone two or high zone two low zone two all these different things what's really important for these and, and important for all testing is, is zone two isn't a goal right the winner in a race isn't the best person at doing zone two <laughs> right so, uh, or doing zone two doesn't yeah. actually get you away. You have to look at what you're doing or why you're doing it. So essentially what you're looking at more is something like a fat max zone. And that's what you're, you want because that's a, a point where you're going to be uh, oxidizing most fat, where you're also going to be protect, uh, potentially uh, uh, having the most sort of aerobic metabolic benefits. And the benefit of oxidizing more fat. What is that? Multiple, so you become more efficient at a uh, easier rate, sort of thing. So you okay. you just become a much more efficient cyclist, so you're a better uh, engine, basically, a better aerobic engine. Yeah. But you also uh, sort of um, turn on more of your mitochondria mm -hmm. to to aerobic. So and then being the the engine room of the muscles, so your muscle becomes more capable of work at that point. So. As to sort of how you set it up, well, I mean, we'll get into some of these testing protocols that you can do, and all of them will have a you know, a percentage based thing, which, which allows you to set your zones up. There are multiple different models as well. Like some people use mm -hmm. like four zone, five zone, six zone, seven zone models. Again, there's nothing better. There's no, there's no correct answer here. The Just best one is the one you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, consistency that Consistency is probably key. Exactly. So if, if I work with like a really beginner athlete, for example, I have one out of three is sort of uh, is your warm up pace. It's your all day pace. Two out of three is your long ride. If you're going for a one or two hour ride pace, and three out of three is anything harder than that mm. because you don't want to overcomplicate it, yeah, right? Yeah. And I think actually a lot of people could do that in the swimming pool pretty much all the time. Warm up, endurance, or fast. You know, because yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't look at your metrics at any time. You, you just got to go by feel. Yeah. And in that way, I would sort of take what you can comply. You know, how you can be compliant is the best way to do it. That's why I like the inside. Test, you know, because it sort of um, takes away a lot of the guesswork and also it doesn't just have a single 
zone two. It, yeah. it sort of it gives you a really uh, set area um, in which you can do everything. So it, it looks at like the, the goal that you have in mind. So is it recovery? Is it fat max? Is it long endurance? Is it tempo? So it's looking at the type of training that you're 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 going to do, which obviously you saw when you did the test, and we yeah. we went through the the results there. And it's looking at the the goal and the objective instead of sort of retroactively applying something just because it's zone two. So we hear a lot of abbreviations. We hear a lot of terms. We hear about FTP. We hear about yeah. anaerobic threshold. What are these and why are they important yeah. for, for an athlete or for us as amateurs? Yeah. So when that like previous question, when we're saying, how do you, how do you get your zone two essentially, take all the models aside, all those things, you need to set a benchmark or you need to set a benchmark or that sort of thing that everything else comes off. And so that's where FTP or anaerobic threshold comes in. And, what is and FTP? A functional threshold power. Right. And then so it's a power reading. It's a power reading, yep. but you could also do, so at a simpler level, you could do, um, Maybe we start there. The, the easiest bike bike session you could do, you could do something like 10 times two minutes all out and you look at where your heart rate uh, reaches, that's your maximum heart rate. Mm. And then you've got a million calculators online, which will give you yeah. your zones based on your heart rate. Yeah. And then you take it from there. So if you've only got a heart rate monitor, that's the way to, to yeah. look at it. The next step on from that is if you have a power meter and that can be a power meter on your bike or a power meter on a smart trainer. And a lot of smart trainers have these now. Yeah, yeah all, all, all yeah. smart trainers would have yeah. some sort of ability to measure power. And actually how accurate it is, I mean, most of them tend to be very, very accurate within, you know, quite a small tolerance now. But how accurate it is actually almost doesn't matter if that's the thing that you train most on because you're just looking for consistency over accuracy. And so when you're using that, everything pretty much today is based on FTP or, or I would say the vast, vast majority of training protocols and, and things like Swift, you know, the sessions that it comes up with, uh, trainer road, all those things are based on FTP, functional threshold okay. power. And essentially FTP is in its simplest form, how hard you could go in race conditions for one hour, okay. all out maximum effort. Which sounds dreadful, right? It <laughs> sounds is. awful. That reason there are various protocols, which mean you don't have to go out, go fresh and go all out for one hour. So the, the two most common ones now, I, I'd say by far the most common one, historically has been a 20 minute test. Mm -hmm. And you and go as hard as you can for 20 minutes. They do a mini one as well, but like a 12 minute one, I think. But that's been yeah. the long, like the gold standard on pretty yeah. much every platform is, yeah. is a sort of warm up, a series of small sprints, maybe some smaller efforts first to, to add a little fatigue into the muscles. But then essentially looking at a 20 minute all out effort and whatever power you hold for that, you multiply by 0.95 and that's your FTP. And yep. that's assumed as being the amount you can hold for one hour all out. And the reason that has become really important in, in cycling training as well is that it tends to be a fairly good indicator that you can kind of extrapolate all the other intensities from. Yep. So if you think about it, that's what you can hold for an hour all out. So if you want to train your anaerobic system, like you want to be doing short, hard efforts, then you can say, okay, well, I'm going to do that at 130%, for example. If you want to be riding for three hours, then you can say, okay, well, I'll do that at point, uh, sort of 75%. So it's that sort of, you know, that benchmark and you go up and down based on the, the various different intensities. So that's where that's become really important. So the 20 minute one is popular, much more popular, or sorry, much growing, increasingly popular has been the ramp test, which, uh, You'll oh, find on things like Zwift and Trainer Road now. And the reason that's more popular is, or, or gaining in popularity at least, is because firstly, it takes a little bit less time. Secondly, I shouldn't, maybe I need to explain a ramp test. So take a step back. It's become much more popular 
lately uh, to do it via a ramp test, which means essentially a short warm up. And then um, every minute or two, the effort gets harder and you need to respond to that effort. So by a, a sort of gradual amount, whether that's 20, 30 watts, something like that, it'll gradually get higher and higher. Then there is a formula that's used. And I think it's something like the last full minute that you hold 0.75 of that has been proven to correlate with that 20 minute test very well. The reason that's more popular, it takes a whole lot less time. Yeah. You don't have to go all out for as long. For you, exactly that. You're only, the last part is really hard, but the beginning isn't so bad. But also if you think about it, to do a 20 minute all out effort, you kind of need to know where you're at already to start at that effort. Because if you go 100 watts beyond that, you're going to die quickly and you're never going to hold on. Whereas with the ramp test, the nature of it is it just gets harder and harder and harder. So you just respond to that. So it's, you don't have to sort of judge your effort quite as much. Yep. So it's become much more popular. But the, but the idea is still getting to your FTP. One of the questions we had from Tim was, do people in the club still use that as their baseline? I guess some do, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd say the uh, a lot of people... So there's various ways of doing it. And also cyclists also have like a, a five and eight minute FTP model, mm-hmm. which they can use. But um, 20 minutes has always been kind of the standard for, uh, especially for triathletes and for even for short distance triathletes, really, because triathlon is a steady state sport, right? We, we yep. tend to hit a, hit a power and stay at it rather mm-hmm. than like jumping all around like a crit racer or, yeah. or a mountain, like bike or. mountain bike. Exactly. Yeah. That. So yeah, 20 minutes has been pretty much, you know, standard. Um, mainly this is one of the shortfalls of the FTP in my view as well, because I don't think it is all that reflective of what someone, I would much rather see someone do through 30 or 40 minutes to get a much truer FTP, mm-hmm. but it's a horrible thing to ask anyone to do. And it's yeah, really, yeah. it's going to be the hardest session in your week as well. So, you know, you have to build your week around uh, that kind of session. But yeah, answering Tim's question, yeah, most people would use the 20 minutes or, or the ramp test, but I would also take with a pinch of salt how that actually comes out yeah. at the end. And the goal of the FTP, even we call it this one hour effort, is it's meant to be, uh, an FTP isn't a scientific term, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's just been this correlation, whereas the scientific That's term- That's the closest you get to science when you just have home set up, right? Yeah, one but, of the but by that, I mean, um, it's not something which is um, uh, is sort of physiologically measurable within the ah, body. Ah, right, okay, okay. So yeah. what you're actually looking for and what is the, the scientific term the really sort of provable thing which is measurable in the body is an anaerobic threshold yeah and that is the intensity that you can hold where you produce the same amount of lactate as you combust and that is sort of at the gold standard of setting your zones you would use anaerobic threshold over ftp we had a question from from Metti as well about uh, using different techniques to to come up with your zones and he was yeah. asking more about math but i sort of thought it's interesting to retrospectively put this against ftp with the inside test what i tend to see is everybody's ftp reports at least 5% higher than their, their an, true anaerobic threshold the the reason for that i think is the anaerobic uh, sorry ftp tends to report high i think very few people could actually hold that power for the full hour if they needed to we should test that get someone to test that. yeah yeah and but there's also an assumption if you think about it like just because you can hold let's say you hold 200 watts for for one uh, for a 20 minutes mm-hmm. then we do the 0.95 so that comes out 190 watts that gives you your ftp there's an assumption that you're just as strong over 20 minutes as you are over an hour that's three times longer yeah it doesn't seem right and yeah, yeah so or, or even the ramp test it's quite a short thing so actually if you do a lot of ramp tests you'll get better at doing ramp tests that doesn't mm-hmm. make you a better stronger cyclist and also yeah. 
let's extrapolate that out over an Ironman. We do a figure like 0.75 times your FTP as your Ironman. Gives you a guide as to what power you should hold for an Ironman. A half Ironman being 0.85. That's sort of that. But how you maintain power over 20 minutes is, and, and the muscles you recruit and the, the energy systems you recruit can be very different from over yeah, two yeah, and a half, yeah. three, yeah. four or five hours. But could that not be said of any test? To a degree, yeah, yeah. But that's why we're looking for a degree uh, or a testing which goes a lot further than yeah. that. And, and that actually is extrapolating those curves rather yeah. than sort of straight line performance metrics. So, and on that note, yeah, 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 that yeah. brings us to inside testing, yeah. which is spelled... I-N-S-C-Y-D. That's right. And it's just inside. It's That's how you pronounce it. Inside. inside. Um, I've done this test and I think maybe I can, before we talk yeah, about yeah, what yeah, it is, yeah. I can tell you about it from my perspective. And it was So maybe really, you can tell us what it was. Like, what did, yeah. I, what did I have you do? Uh, it was pretty <laughs> horrible. So it was over two days or three days because you can do it over three days maximum, which I ended up doing because I'd got one of the protocols wrong. But um, yeah, so there's four efforts, shall yeah. we say, individually, different sessions. Well, can be different sessions. So I've done, I done 20 seconds all out. So I have to start, you know, you everything comes with a warm up and some, some ramp up efforts and stuff. And then I had to do nothing for a couple of minutes and then just do an all out effort, no changing gear. So make sure I'd tested yeah. the gears and stuff beforehand, all out for 20 seconds. And that was horrible. And it's funny. But it's 20 seconds. It's only 20 seconds. And when you know what's coming after, 20 seconds is okay. And yeah. it's funny because you feel fine doing it. It's the couple of minutes after yeah. you're absolutely dying. And then I done, what I done was then a three, so I, I let my body recover or my, my heart rate recover in a, about 15, 20 minutes. And then I done a three minute effort all out again. So obviously I'm not going as, as fast or as powerful as I was before, but that was really hard. That was really tough. Yeah. By the end of it, I was I was seeing stars and all sorts, and then my plan was I thought I had to do the six hour uh, the six minute session and then the twelve minute session, yeah. and but it turned out not. So I split them up over the following two days. So then the next day I done the six minute all out effort again after a warm up and such. Uh, that was also really really hard. And I was, again, seeing stars, like I thought I was going to be sick after that. <laughs> and then the following day, I'd done the 12-minute, actually, I'd done it the other way around. I'd done the 12-minute and then I'd done yeah. the six-minute, but, you know, there's there's flexibility there. But basically, I'd done these sessions and all of them were absolutely horrible in their, yeah. own, in their own way, you know, because when you're doing the 12-minute, because I'd done the 12-minute the day before, I thought, oh, well, the six-minute isn't going to be that hard, but that's just not the way it works no. because you're going harder in, yeah, in yeah, some yeah. respect because it's not lasting as long. I mean, so. all, all testing to a degree is, is hard because you're looking at your maximum level of fitness, right? So yeah. you, you're always going to be pushing up against the edge of where you are for any given time, unless you're doing something like a math test, which is a Let's yeah. not get into that, which is a different thing entirely. Yeah, all testing's painful. But yeah, this is sort of four back. It was painful. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but I'm glad. I mean, I don't feel I could have given it any more. That's for sure. It was horrible to do. So I'd done that and then I gave you the files basically. Yeah. So now tell us what it is and why I was doing that. Yeah, so essentially the insight, and, and uh, do, you know, we won't go into too much of a deep dive here. If you want to really geek out on this, there's plenty of podcasts by... Um, Sebastian Weber, who's the uh, founder of Inside, but uh, they work with everyone from the Yumbo Visma team to Jan Fredino, you know, the, all, all the... And they've got Neil Smith on their... On their uh, Neil Smith on, on the website now, yeah. Well. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they've been spe they spent years working with like the very best athletes. And, and what they found, they came up with a, a, a protocol which shorthanded or, or got around a lot of the 
the big uh, lab testing, which could take days, but I brought it into a much smaller, easier to do lab test initially. And you're measuring lactate in the blood whilst doing this. And then whilst doing this, they were correlating all, all, all of these results and looking at all the, the patterns and basically found a protocol which doesn't involve taking blood lactate. Yeah, I was going to say, I've never done that. Yeah, you never yeah, told yeah, me yeah. to. <laughs> which doesn't involve um, gaseous exchange in a lab or anything like that. And, and just involves these four efforts, but you get essentially a lot of the or the vast majority of the same information that they used yeah. to get from lab testing. And this has become so accurate and so well-defined now that also like a lot of the these big teams and a lot of the, the big cycling teams are, are using this protocol because it's something that they find they're able to repeat much more often. You, you know, if you're in a training camp somewhere, you don't necessarily want to be carrying lactate sticks and, and you know, a, a substrate cart round with you, you know, to, so, so <laughs> this is something mate. that they can do all wherever they are. If they're on a training camp or wherever yeah. their athletes are, they don't have to yeah. send someone out to do it. They can do it right there and then. All you need, I mean, the more data you can get, the better exactly. I understand. Yeah. But basically the power meter and the heart rate meter, yeah. which, uh, mo you know, most professional athletes have access to. Exactly. And, and, you know, most and amateur now, athletes now yeah, have even, in even some now, form. Yeah. So yeah, it's ex exactly it. All you need is, is your power meter and, and a watch, essentially, yeah. in that way to get this level of data. As people know, I, I'm, I'm an amateur athlete, yeah. but I'm not even a competitive amateur. I do it for yeah. myself. I'm not, you know, winning age categories or anything. I was very keen to do the test because I like the idea of testing. I like sort yeah, of science. Seeing where you're at, seeing, yeah, like exactly. nerding out a little bit on. I like nerding out a little bit, but not too much. Those yeah. people are way more into the data. Yeah. What did you find about me? I mean, for, from my point of view, we, we had a conversation. I have to confess, I forgot a lot of it already, but it's good that you're coaching me because you <laughs> haven't. And you I know, get to do it. You, that, well, how this really benefits someone like yeah. me is my coaching plan is really tailored now to me. Exactly. And, you know, I've noticed in the last week how my efforts have been uh, changing, uh, changing yeah. how my interval, how my sessions have been changed by you. So for someone like me, what do they get out of it? For everyone, almost the benefits are, are the same in some ways in that you spend however much time you spend training. And that could be two hours on the bike or 10 hours on the bike a week, right? You want to maximize that time. If you are a pro cyclist who can spend 40 hours a week on a bike, you probably almost need this less than someone who can spend four hours a week on a bike because the chances are if you're spending 40 years, 40 years, 40 hours a week, yeah. <laughs> that you're going to hit all your zones. You are going to get fitter by by doing these things. Whereas what we get from you, and we've gone through this, and so maybe we'll touch on a couple of the elements here, but we get a really specific kind of metabolic fingerprint of what you look like as a cyclist. So where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, we uh, get your VO2, your, your true VO2 max, not just a Garmin sort of guesswork at it because you've done a session here and there. We get your VLA max, which is your ability to go glycolytic. So essentially your anaerobic engine. We can see how much fat and carbohydrate you're burning at different yeah, energy levels. Yeah. yeah. And then we also get a, a lactate curve to see how you use and how you uh, combust, uh, sorry, you produce and combust lactate. And where does that become, that, that yeah. last one you spoke about, because we spoke a lot about that when you were giving me the sort of debrief of the test. That becomes useful for you as a coach and me as a as a trained athlete yeah. because you can then set up my intervals to know how yeah. to get the best out of my exactly. body, right? So so your typical training plan, and whether this is something that comes from a magazine or can even be something that comes frankly from a coach, because without this level of insight into what you're doing, you set up a program which is gonna to touch on all elements of fitness, let's say. Mm -hmm. So that's gonna go long easy foundational aerobic. We're then gonna do some 
tempo style, you know, whether that's sweet spot work, some, yeah, some tempo efforts, maybe some big gear stuff here and there. Then we're going to progress to some harder intervals, some VO2 max. You get population level intervals, if you, if you want to call it that. So we're going to say, okay, well, for most people, VO2 max means about 120% of, or 100, between 105 and 120% of their FTP. The rest interval is usually about twice the effort interval. Whereas with you, we can actually see exactly how much yeah. lactate we're, you're accumulating. So we can say, well, actually, if the effort is 105%, you only need 1 to 1. 1.5 mm -hmm. recovery. But you, because of your curves really, really quite steep, that if we take that to 120%, then you actually need a 6 to 1 recovery at that yeah. level. Otherwise, lactate is just going to be such a uh, sort of, it's going to be building at such a level that you're not going to be able to carry on. Yeah, and I have noticed my intervals change. What we found with you is your VLA max was actually right in the middle. So uh, VLA, this is a sort of, a, uh, on a scale of, let's call it a, a sort of 0 to 1 scale. And at the high end, so 0.7 is what you look at for a sprinter or a crit racer or a, yeah, someone who needs to be really explosive, really, you know, really fast in short things, but doesn't necessarily need to be sort of like carrying on steady state all day. Whereas a 0.3 is the sort of gold standard, if you want to call it that, for a triathlete who's one pace all day, wants to hold that level pretty <laughs> much, but doesn't need to sprint in any way. You were right in the middle, which right. kind of reflects your background, right? You've Indeed, done mountain yeah. biking, you've done road biking, you've yeah. done some triathlon stuff, you've done a little bit of everything. But what we can see is that by bringing that down, and there's a really specific type of training which will bring that down, then I can also run like virtual tests. And I see if we bring it down by 0.5 for you, for uh, sorry, not point or five for you, for example, then we're going to take your VO2 max up and we're also going to take your anaerobic threshold up. So everything comes forward. Which makes forward. me more efficient. Yeah. So that's yeah. where we focus the training. So yeah. a lot more I of your it. training for now is, is focused there. I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, I'm not doing really, really hard efforts. I'm doing sort of hard efforts that I'm realizing as I'm doing them, I'm quite tired. <laughs> so like, yeah, because with you, you can actually go quite hard. You've got the ability for, you know, and everything's comparative, but for your level as a psych, you can sprint, you can go quite hard. So what we're teaching you is almost that, like, that level of discomfort, not quite that hard. I you think know? that's a good way of explaining it. It is a level of discomfort. For longer, I'm noticing in the intervals. Yeah, it's like not it's, easy. It's no. not zone two. Actually, loads yeah. of zone two work for you wouldn't work that well. Right. So what we, we want to mini minimize that. So yeah. that's how we're yeah, using this data to get there. I definitely notice that yeah. difference in, in the training which is which is quite good i have a very now accurate anaerobic threshold right i think it's 190 watts yeah. it's not it's not through the roof or anything but we now know that is my it's your true anaerobic threshold exactly. yeah yeah, so yeah, we, yeah that That's... helps determine a lot of the training yeah. as well and then so what we get at the end of all this actually maybe i'll touch on one thing before that we also know exactly uh, if you're riding at 140 watts but we know exactly how much fat you're using how yeah. much carbohydrate you're using so i can fuel more efficiently as so well you can then. fuel more efficiently yeah. and the fat max which is the area where where you're burning most fat, where you're oxidizing most fat, is also useful along with your anaerobic threshold for starting to create the zones. And ultimately, the end result here is you get a, a set of multiple, I think there's about nine zones in the end that we, yeah. we create, but these are super specific zones. So yeah. we don't just go for zone two, kind of catch all, everything easy. We have a recovery zone. We have a fat max zone, which is uh, really specific to when we want to be oxidizing, when we really want to be uh, yeah. teaching the body to be efficient, when we want to be building those mitochondria. We have uh, recovery zones. We have tempo, exactly. No, and then we ha we know exactly your VO2, and it's not just a rough 
<laughs> finger in the air, 105% percent sort of, that's the output here as well. So that you just get to be much more specific with any training that you're doing. So if you've got an existing plan, you can retrospectively apply these to that. Which is what we've done in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for you now, we're actually alternating up because yeah. we're saying actually you can get way more benefit from a different, yeah, this would, so this would be a different approach to the the standard kind of cookie cutter yeah, bike yeah, training, yeah. you know, yeah, like course. where you'd be doing a lot of base work at this time of year, there's probably not that much point of, of, of overdoing that for you. Whereas yeah. we're going to take that intensity up a little bit, yeah. but you're not also doing the really spiky end uh, yeah. intensity either. So, yeah. um, yeah, I like it. I mean, it's quite exciting as well because, uh, my training has changed a bit. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's harder. It is harder, but it's, it feels more prolonged for some reason, but not anything like the test. <laughs> um, so no, I'm really, I'm really keen to see it. And I think the idea is that I'll test myself again, maybe, yeah. maybe in July or August. So we went hope, to, hopefully see things go. Yeah. The right so I think the the best thing about this is like we we test again, then you get that sort of um, progression, and you can yeah. see how how everything's changed. Yeah. And also, it's like it's the big picture, right? So if we change one thing here, how did that affect everything yeah. else? That's yeah. what you get to see here, rather yeah. than standard training is just sort of throwing stuff at a wall. If I yeah, do a bunch of intervals, yeah. I guess it makes me faster. Yeah, but what you, you could don't be know, getting a lot more faster if you're doing it. Or right, you might actually you? be blunting something yeah. else. Else, yeah. which you never know if you're doing a load of hard interval it might be great and you might feel like your ftp is building that you're, you're potentially getting faster but what you might be doing is pushing down it's your fat sacrifice or yeah. Something yeah yeah so, so, so that. and then also pre-racing we can also get really close to saying like this is exactly how many grams of carbs you're burning per hour yeah, and that's this something intensity. i'm really looking forward to as well is about nutrition yeah. for longer rides and for for racing because it's something I've, I've been okay with it in the past but it's good to know exactly what you need and, yeah. and i think one thing that we discovered i might be incorrect here but when we were talking about it is that my body is needing a little bit more carbs than yeah. what is actually possible we thought to to get in you know so especially you're with at the, the higher with, end at your yeah. race intensity uh, for like a half Ironman, which you've got planned this year, you would be at like the 100, 110 and, grams And that's of really parts. difficult to get that in your body. It's possible, to, but it, yeah. we, ideally we'd want to bring it a bit lower yeah. or you need to practice getting 110 grams yeah. of carbs into the body, yeah. So, which is possible too, but at least you know that now. And so you've got that six, seven months ahead of schedule to start practicing. I think that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Interesting stuff. And yeah. the good news, I think, about this test is it is pretty much accessible to anyone who wants in the club to come. Anyone that's you. got a power meter or a, a smart trainer yeah. can do it and yeah, just drop me a line. And, uh, and, and so by the time this comes out, we'll be a week or so away from doing the same test for running as well. So uh, we'll yeah. get all the same data. We can see exactly. But what very different uh, way of using the results. So although I've done one test that I spoke to you about this, I'm quite keen to do the other test as well. That will change my run sessions. Everything's sport specific. So you can't kind of apply what you got on the bike to your running um, for sure. But you'll get a very similar sort of set of results in terms of you'll see the metabolic sort of uh, thumbprint, if you like, and we'll, you will be able to see where, yeah, how efficient you are, or, you know, if we need to make, do we need to focus more on the high end? Is, yeah. it, is it efficiency at lower end? And like, I think it's really interesting. So then you can apply it to your, you as a person. So my run is a lot weaker than my bike. Yeah. And so maybe if I'm doing more run sessions, I now have, I can make them more efficient. So that's the idea, really, especially for, for amateur triathletes is, is you've only got this much time. Wouldn't you prefer to be working on the thing which is going to really move the needle rather than doing a little bit of everything, which probably will move it a little bit. But you I know, move but, it more, yeah. yeah. The only thing is I'm not sure I want to do the test because it's the same <laughs> protocol, <laughs> it's isn't the same it? the protocol, yeah. But I mean, I would say to those that are thinking about it, I mean, I'm very, I'm not a competitive amateur athlete and I've found it really useful. I'm That's liking good. how it's adapted my training. I like the science behind it, even though I don't know the, the full detail, I haven't absorbed 
absorbed the full details yeah. yet, but um, luckily I, I have a, a coach, which is you, <laughs> who's who's helping do my, who does my plan. So I would say for anyone that's thinking about it, just do it. And, yeah. and it, it's painful, but it's quite good fun as well. And you get a good workout in for those three I days. I mean, basically it's your hard workout or that's two a, days of hard workout. I've done it the over bike. the weekend. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and I've done it over three days just because I, I, yeah. I messed up with the last two protocols and, and stuff, but you can do it over two days. And, two or uh, three days is fine. Yeah. 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 So and get what, in touch with you. Yeah. I've also heard from other people just that we've run it for that it's just sometimes it can feel like you kind of just throwing mud at a wall when you're training they've actually felt it's brought a bit more motivation back to them because they're okay. like I get what I'm doing this for now I can see where yeah. I'm focusing so I think even just that like that sort of um even if it doesn't change your training massively, yeah. just that sort of verification that you're on the right path and like yeah, this is the right confidence. thing. Yeah, yeah it can and, help. And, um, yeah. Well, I'm enjoying it. So I think I'm doing a lot of sweet spot training. That's uh, a sweet spot yeah, for you, which yeah. Is, yeah. Which is painful. <laughs> Two hour turbo sessions, yeah, it's not cool. Okay, so I think that's all we're going to do for, for testing yeah, at the moment. Yeah. Hopefully that gives people an insight. There's obviously a lot more we can talk about. Hopefully we'll be able to talk about the run testing at some point for uh, Yeah, and if uh, and anyone's any questions, fire away or put them into the WhatsApp group. I'm sure people have opinions. <laughs> yeah, we like that. I'm one of the worst. And your training plan. Brilliant. So um, it's not quite as good as yours, but... You no, know, I think it try. is. <laughs> Don't do yourself down. So for anyone that's came off of a new year and, you know, they haven't done any testing and anything, yeah. they're going to do a couple of triathlons hopefully this year. Where, where should they be now? Where should they be in yeah. their training? So just the, the average sessions, so we'll, you know, we're, not, we're assuming you haven't done the tests where <laughs> we can get really specific on this. Kind of where we were at last last month. So endurance, so keep going, keep going with the, the endurance miles, make it really easy or on the side of easier than hard. Okay. And then start start to add some intensity. Intensity can take the form of like some hill reps, some short tempo efforts. Don't make them all out sprint sessions, but just add some short intervals, 30 seconds to one minute of slightly harder efforts. So you, okay. you know, you, you feel the effort. So for swims, I'll give an example. I, I was doing like four times 25 hard, four times 50 easy pull, four times 100 easy swim, and then repeated that a couple of times. On the bike, it might just be a long ride, but you, you add a 10 second, 20 second, can sprint you know sort of in there every every half hour or something and if you're not going out in the roads because a lot of talk about the roads being slippy yeah that's true that's true yeah same sort of thing though like an endurance ride but maybe every 10 seconds to a 30 second sort of not not an, not an all-out max sprint but just a solid harder effort to, okay. to get it firing similar on the run i like to use a little bit of an incline for that effort now so if you can find a bridge 20, 30 seconds, yeah. And just gets a bit more strength and power in there as well, you know, as, as, as sort of adds to the... Uh, pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try and dress this up no, as yeah. adds. It's just pure pain. Yeah, but, but you know, you, you build a bit of strength while you're also doing that yeah. slightly harder stuff as well, but it also makes sure that you're running with a pretty good... You have to run uphill with a yeah. good form, essentially. I ask so. this all the time. Can I do a trail run yet? Can I go trail running? Yeah, of course. Easy, easy runs can be trail runs, always. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay, well, come to the end. We're trying to keep it short, so I think we've done pretty well this yeah, time. Yeah, better. It's because these guests, when we've got them in, they just distract us. Anna wants to keep talking <laughs> all the time. Do you know, Anna, you've been taking off the soundboard so there'll be no more uh, no more sounds for you at the moment so we end on what we're listening to yeah. reading things like that Matt what are you listen to or reading so uh, nothing sport related I'm having a bit of a sport hiatus on, on that side I'm reading a book called 1234 and it's um, a really cool reimagining of the history of the Beatles basically ah, okay, okay. there's an author called uh, Craig Brown 
And he sort of brings all back together sort of diary entries or okay. people's memories or interviews people who saw them in concert. And it's kind of chrono chronological, but it sort of pulls all these different disparate things in to make their story. So uh, it's pretty cool. I, I really recommend, yeah, it. I recommend it. I'm yeah. reading Obama's book. I'm okay. loving it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. But I, I have to, I'm, a, I'm an Obama fan. Yeah. Boy. I even have a wee nod in Obama on my desk. Obama and Lance, um, the dream ticket. Obama and Lance, that is the dream <laughs> ticket. That is, that is. I'm not sure they would agree with each other, but well, they would certainly share some political views. But, How about uh, uh, any any anything to listen to while people are or watch on on TV while uh, uh, apart from the podcast, I'm watching uh, Borgen on oh, Netflix it's quite interesting yeah. I'm listening to a podcast called actually I I, I started I, I wanted to read more about the constitution and the constitution yeah. in the US I wanted to read more about that after the insurrection attempt and um then I came across a podcast called Constitutional, oh, which is nice. yeah it's actually quite good yeah. it's so interesting it takes you the history about obviously how the constitution came about and how they framed it and yeah it's really interesting actually it's quite a good podcast very well put together I think it was the Washington Post so I've been listening to that I mean you never really get sports stuff from me I'm always about it's yeah. always something random too intellectual so there you go yeah maybe or maybe I should be doing more sports stuff but uh, <laughs> on that we're going to finish up give us your feedback Instagram yep. WhatsApp through the club through people you can bash us or you can give us praise we'll, we'll take it all and remember to subscribe rate and review we're Don't out. forget to uh, get in your jingles. Oh, yeah, give us your jingles. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe, rate, and review Attack the Pod wherever you listen to podcasts. Find show notes and links on attack-club.nl and leave comments, questions, and suggestions on Instagram at attack.club. Happy training and racing.